Have you ever started writing a fantasy novel full of excitement and great ideas only to give up after a few chapters? This is something I see all the time. Over the past year, I've had hundreds of writers apply to work with me in my story coaching program and my outlining bootcamp, and I've lost track of how many people say they've started writing a fantasy novel only to get stuck, frustrated, and end up quitting. Which is a real shame, because once you figure out how to finish just one fantasy novel, it is a skill you have for the rest of your life. And every future project you write will be so much easier because you'll have proven to yourself that you can do this. So what's stopping you from finishing your first draft? Well, in my experience of writing my own novels and helping other writers with their fantasy stories, I've identified four core reasons why talented fantasy writers can't complete their books. And these four reasons all work together. Getting even just one of these wrong could be why you're stuck in a pattern of abandoning your projects. But the good news is that once you understand all four pieces of the puzzle, you'll have a much better chance of consistently finishing great first drafts in just a couple of months. And the first reason why you can't finish your fantasy novel is that you have the wrong motivation. Having the right mindset is so critical when you're starting on the process of writing a fantasy novel. And too often I see writers approach their process with the wrong ideas about how to motivate themselves and what their goals are. So fundamentally, I find this comes down to the following four motivation mistakes. The first mistake here is that you tell everyone about your story. And the problem with this is that when you tell people about your novel ideas, it releases a level of dopamine that is similar to actually writing the story itself. Now that's dangerous because if you're getting validated for your story ideas before you even put it down on the paper, then in the back of your mind, your brain is going, maybe we don't actually need to complete this story because I'm already getting the validation that I perhaps hope to have achieved from completing this novel. The second mistake is that you wanna be published. I really think that for your first novel, the goal should not necessarily be publication. I think so many fantasy writers, if you look at their backstories, they had to write multiple books before they were good enough to write something that could be published. And if you're just thinking about publication right away, it really sets you up with quite a difficult goal to accomplish. It's a little bit like if you just take up running and you tell yourself that next week I'm gonna run a marathon. Because that goal is just so huge, it may actually set you back really far and it might create a crushing sense of inadequacy compared to if you just set yourself the goal of, okay, I'm gonna try to run five kilometers in under 40 minutes, let's say. And that goal is probably a lot easier to accomplish. You get a little reward from it and it motivates you to continue further. The next mistake is you wanna sell millions of copies. So very similar to the previous mistake here, this is very externally focused. It's not something that's in your control. If this writing thing that you're doing is only a success if it sells millions of copies, it's very, very difficult to achieve that goal. And you're probably not going to find that much enjoyment in the process because you're constantly stressing about this sales goal. Now, of course, all of these goals here are probably things that you might have in the back of your mind as you go into your first book. Make sure to not make these the focus. These can only ever be things that happen as a result of you having the right motivation. And to further unpack why these four reasons are bad ways to motivate yourself when you are beginning your first writing project, let me give you a quick diagram to explain this further. So when you're writing a book, broadly speaking, a story can either be fun to write or hard to write. Fun to write typically happens when you're writing something that's directed towards yourself. It's the story that you wish existed out there. It's a story that you really want to read. Perhaps it's a mashup of all the influences and the things that you love about the fantasy genre. Hard to write is obviously when a story is difficult, when you're maybe forcing yourself to write something that you don't intrinsically enjoy reading or you don't feel that strong sense of urge to get out there on the page. But there's another continuum to think about as well when you're approaching your writing, and that is... Is it easy to market or is it hard to market? 
If you choose something that is hard to write, that you don't intrinsically enjoy writing, and is hard to market, you end up in the hell zone. So the hell zone is a really bad place to be. It's when you don't actually enjoy the book that you're writing. Maybe you are forcing yourself to write a thriller when really you love writing romance. And it's hard to market because maybe your thriller is not very thrilling and it hasn't really hit the conventions and the expectations of that genre. Next, we kind of get to the miserable success zone. So this is when you write something that is very hard for you to write, but it's easy to market. So perhaps you write to a trend that is selling really well. Right now, for example, in the traditional publishing world, there are a lot of stories that are kind of um, fantasy retellings of myths and legends. So you've got like the retelling of Troy, the Battle of Troy and everything, but from like the perspective of some of the women involved in that narrative. And so maybe that's something that you don't intrinsically enjoy writing, but you see the success of it and you try to chase that success. And perhaps it is indeed easy to market and you actually do end up with something that is publishable and that does sell copies, but it's a miserable success because you didn't enjoy writing it. So you really want to stay out of this zone as well. Then you get into the passion project zone. So this is when you pick a story idea that is really fun to write because again, it's something that you feel intrinsically pulled towards. It's something that is really fun and exciting to you, but it's maybe hard to market because you just thought about yourself. You didn't really care about whether this fit into the genre expectations of readers. You didn't think about whether this was going to be easy to self-publish or to traditionally publish. You just cared about writing something for your own enjoyment. And then lastly, you have the dream zone, which is when you have something that is both fun to write and is easy to market. Now, where should you start with your fantasy novel if you've never finished a first draft before? I think you should be starting in this top zone here, either in a passion project area or a dream zone. I want you to start off writing something that's fun to write. When you are beginning the writing process, the sole thing you should be thinking about is how do I learn to enjoy this process as much as possible? In fact, I would say that at no point throughout your career should you be trying to chase any of the hell zone or the miserable success criteria for your writing. Because the greatest productivity hack, which not enough people talk about, particularly when it comes to writing, is simply to be telling a story that you feel so compelled to write that the ideas of motivation and discipline cease to become relevant because you're just so compelled to write this narrative. Now, obviously here I've highlighted both the passion project and the dream zone region, but I would probably not be too worried about the dream zone at this point here because there is actually an added level of complication that comes with trying to write something that is marketable, that is maybe easy to get published. And I think that again, for your first project, you want to be making it as easy as possible for you to succeed. And success in this instance looks like you finishing your first draft, you editing that first draft to making it great. And that is success. It doesn't really matter if it gets published at this point. It's about training you to become a great writer and falling in love with the writing process. And for me personally, this is exactly what I did. My first three self-published novels, Fires of the Dead, Across the Broken Stars, and The Thunder Heist, they were all very much just written to me. I moved more into that dream zone when I wrote Siege of Trevelin, which is a interactive fantasy novel published by Choice of Games, where you control a fantasy city that is under siege. And a big part of the outlining process for that project was actually went through with my publisher different story ideas, different outlines, and they let me know what the kind of things were that their audience enjoyed reading. And we found an idea that I was very excited to write about this fantasy siege story that my editor also told me, if you write that story, our readers are probably going to love it. And since then, Siege of Trevelin has sold, I think, close to 15,000 copies, if not more. So it's probably been the biggest success I've had to this point. And then with Kingdom of Dragons, which I recently launched on Kickstarter and is in the process of being proofread right now, that is also something where I looked at that Venn diagram intersection between what's a story idea that I know readers will really like, in this case, you know, dragon riders, 
magical schools, sort of magical training academies? And what are things that you're interested in writing about? Okay, well, I'm actually really interested in pursuing a dragon rider story because I've loved those stories ever since I was a kid, but I've never written one. I also love the idea of magical academies as well. And I also like the concept of, you know, having two point of view characters who are not necessarily antagonists and protagonists, but they're both protagonists and what they're trying to accomplish can't be achieved with the other person in the way, but they kind of bond as the story goes through. If I was to sum up what the right motivation looks like in one key phrase, it would be this, write what you love until you love to write. Of course, mindset is so critical, but it is nothing without action, which leads to the next reason why new fantasy writers abandon their stories, poor planning. I've been writing for a really long time and in all of that process, the number one skill that I have developed is the ability to effectively outline and plan my novels. Let me tell you a story to kind of explain why I discovered this. So the very first book I started writing was a novel called The Aeon Academy. I started writing this one day after school with no plan, no sense of direction, and exactly 360 days later, I had completed the first draft. But because there was no plan, it was an absolute mess. Of course, it taught me how to love the process of writing. I picked a story idea that I was deeply passionate about, this sort of uh, academy for superheroes set in the modern world, and I really enjoyed writing it. But I realized the story was fundamentally flawed because of structural issues that I'd made in the writing process. So when it came to writing my next book, Across the Broken Stars, I started that with an outline. And as a result, I finished the first draft of it in only 60 days. And the story, when I read it back, was in a much better shape. It was good enough that I was eventually able to later self-publish it. And it's gone on to get some awesome reviews and it still continues to sell copies to this day as well, even though it came out almost four years ago at this point. What I really learned from this is the power of outlining your fantasy novel. Outlining makes sure that you don't get stuck halfway through because it just gives you that great bird's eye view of how your story is from the beginning. Outlining also ensures that you get the structure of your novel right from the start. Like I said before, over the past year, I've edited a ton of different fantasy novels. And one of the biggest mistakes I see with them, particularly with the writers that approach their story with no plan, is that there are structural issues that often mean there's a lot of scenes that need to be shifted around and sometimes stories need to be almost completely rewritten. But if they had just taken the time to develop a bit of a structure at the start of their novel, they would have avoided months of painful editing later in the process. In fact, I had one of my story coaching clients, Louise, tell me after we went through his story coaching program that next time he does a novel, he is definitely gonna outline because I was kind of explaining my process to him and you could see like the painful realization clicking in his eyes as he realized, oh yeah, if I had actually outlined it before I'd started this book, it would be in a much stronger shape. It also means that you need less editing later in the process. And that was certainly my experience when I wrote Across the Broken Stars. The outline that I wrote down initially is incredibly similar to where the final novel is. There's one or two extra scenes that are added in there, but for the most part, I was able to stick to the plan and there was a lot less editing needed because of that strong outline from the start. It also lets you craft great character arcs. One of the biggest reasons why we come to stories and why we enjoy them so much is to see the progression of how a character changes throughout the narrative. And sometimes when you're just pantsing your story, it's difficult to keep track of where the character was, where you're moving them to, and the kind of steps that are required to gradually get them to that point of change, rather than just abruptly making them start behaving in a totally different way. Outlining, of course, is also a great way to control your pacing and your suspense. You can very clearly see where the clues are that you're dropping throughout your narrative, and you can look at your outline and your scenes ahead of time and figure out, okay, this point here might be a bit slow, maybe I'll compress that. This point here feels a bit rushed, let me bring in a few more scenes. 
And it's just an easy way to tweak and adjust this stuff before you actually go into the production of your book. But perhaps the most underrated aspect of outlining is it allows you to test variations of your story before you write. Something I talk about in my fantasy outlining bootcamp is this concept of the writing and critiquing feedback loop. A lot of writers will spend a whole year writing a book and then they might get some family members or some fellow writers to maybe have a look at a few scenes. That's a very slow feedback loop between writing and getting a critique that allows you to improve your story. And it means that you're not going to progress very fast as a writer. This is the mistake I made when I was starting out. I would write my books in isolation. I would use websites like Critique Circle to get feedback on the opening chapters, but it was a very slow process. If you really want to improve as a writer, you should be trying to go through this feedback loop as quickly as possible. An outline is something that actually lets you do this because you're able to write out one idea of how your story might progress. You can look at it, then maybe the next day you can come up with a totally different way that the same story could progress. You can compare what you like and dislike about both of them, and then you can create a combined outline from the two of those things. And it allows you to just quickly iterate and improve your story. Now, of course, there's a lot of different ways to construct the outline for your story. I won't go through them specifically in this video, but I think the three key considerations you should keep in mind when you're outlining are the following. Number one, an outline should help you obviously know what to write. It should give you ideally a list of scenes to go through in your story. It should give you a sense of the beginning, the middle, and the end of your narrative. But it should also help you write it in the best way possible. And this is why I think outlining is so powerful is because it helps you figure out that big picture stuff for the story so that when you're actually writing day to day, you can be focusing way more on the language, the dialogue, the descriptions, and the kind of smaller details of a story, which is just as important as the big picture structure. And the most important part of an outline is it should make you feel excited to write it. I think so many pantsers resist the idea of outlining because they're fearful that an outline may strip away their enjoyment of writing a story. And for me, that has absolutely not been the case. I think that every time I've constructed a great outline, it is maybe like raring to go and just super excited to get into the writing process because I can see all the cool scenes I'm about to approach and I can't wait to actually bring them to life. How do I personally outline my stories? Well, I've tried a lot of different approaches over the last few years. And what it has boiled down to me as the three most effective parts of a good outline are a one-page guiding document. So this is just like a one-page sheet where you kind of list out, you know, what is the one sentence description of the story? What is the main theme here? What is the main character's arc? And then some kind of synopsis about what are the progression of the main plot points throughout the narrative. Next, we have the scene list. So this is quite self-explanatory, but it takes a lot of different forms in my different novels. For example, in The Thunder Heist, my scene list was just two pages long. It was a simple table where I just listed out each scene in a row. And for each scene, I just had a couple of key phrases about what happens. But then in something like Kingdom of Dragons, which is my latest fantasy book, I actually wrote a very extensive scene list that was probably about 25, maybe 30 pages long. A lot more detail about the specific beat by beat moments within that scene because the story had more complexity to it and it was a longer novel to write as well. And then the last part, and this might be a bit surprising to you, is I actually like to write my blurb before I begin writing my novel. By writing my blurb before I actually begin to start my story, it means that I know what I'm shooting for. It means that I know what particular promises, progress and payoff I'm wanting to give to my reader. And it allows me to stay laser focused on developing my story along that thread. And if you would like to go much deeper with the process of outlining, then you should check out my fantasy outlining bootcamp. This is a chance for you to work directly with me and a small group of other fantasy writers as we go through a seven week group coaching program. Over the course of this program, I'll be showing you exactly how I've developed my outlining system, helping you develop your own system as well, 
And along the way, you'll be constructing an outline for your own story. We recently finished the first cohort of this program. All the students who went through it had amazing results. One student I'm particularly proud of, Trevor, he started writing his fantasy novel the day after we completed the program, and he wrote almost 9,000 words in his first day of writing, thanks to the quality of the outline he developed. Here's what one of those students said about the program. My name is Dimitri, and I just finished Jed Hearn's fantasy outlining boot camp. It was absolutely amazing. Jed was a great teacher. The lessons he gave us were really well organized. And the group of individuals who we worked with, aside from Jed, who were also taking the fantasy outlining boot camp, were really amazing people. Uh, it was so fun to work with them. I think we all uh, became pretty good friends, and we helped encourage each other and push each other to improve in our craft. So if you can take this class, I highly recommend it. And this is a very selective program. I'll be personally looking through all the applications and I'm limiting it to a maximum of 10 writers to make sure you get tons of personal feedback and attention from me. And if you want to apply for this program and learn more, you can go to jedhern.com forward slash outline. So we've covered the first two out of the four reasons why you might be struggling to finish your fantasy novel. You're probably noticing that I haven't even really gotten into the writing part of things yet. I've just been talking about the pre-production phase of your novel. But while it's so critical to have great pre-production for your novel, it means nothing if you don't start writing. As Seneca says, the one thing all fools have in common is they're always getting ready to start. And so this brings us to reason number three why you might be struggling to finish your first draft, which is you're relying on discipline and not systems. So what do I mean here? Well, I think it all comes down to this idea that writers who finish their first drafts consistently and writers who quit their first drafts consistently actually both always approach it with the same goal of finishing a novel. So clearly just setting a goal to complete a novel is not the most important thing in actually achieving that outcome. So what is the most important thing instead? Well, I would say it is building a writing system. You wanna be creating a system in your life where you can effortlessly be running this. It doesn't feel tough to run. It's just something that happens naturally in the same way that you shower every day, you brush your teeth every day, and you don't have to think about exerting discipline to do those things. They just happen because they are habitual. So how can you build a great writing system that makes it easy to consistently finish your fantasy novels? This is something I go into much more detail in my Easy Writing Habits course, but to boil it down to the five key components of a great writing system, I would say the first aspect is that you wanna keep it easy, but daily. Pick a word count that you know you can comfortably hit 80 to 90% of the time. As you develop more comfort with this daily word count, whether it's something as small as 200 words or whether it's something like a thousand words, whatever the number is, don't compare yourself to other people. Just find a number where you can comfortably hit that number of words every single day. And over time, as you develop more comfort with that, you can begin to ramp it up and increase it. For me personally, I find that when I'm writing my first drafts, Based on the stats I've collected, I average about 1,200 to 1,500 words per day when I'm writing that first draft. And if you maintain that every single day, it's pretty easy to finish a first draft in just a couple of months. Second part of this is to find a routine that makes it easy for you to be writing. So don't rely on yourself being at the maximum levels of discipline and productivity and energy when you come to your writing. Ask yourself, what is a routine that's so easy that the dumbest version, the most tired, the most exhausted version of myself could easily be achieving it 80 to 90% of the time. What this often looks like is finding the time slot and the location in your day that makes it effortless to write. For me personally, back when I was working at a day job, I've been full-time with my writing and this YouTube channel for the last couple of months. But back when I was at a day job, it was usually mornings, getting up early before work, before the distractions came in, that allowed me to consistently be making progress 
with my writing. And it simply comes down to just treating yourself kind of as this mad scientist <laughs> with you as the test subject. You just want to experiment with lots of different situations and find what produces the best results. And a key component of this is to track your daily word counts. I have a big Excel spreadsheet and I've been tracking my daily word counts in there since 2018. This is such a fantastic way to gamify the writing process. Seeing those word counts continue to stack up, seeing yourself create these big chains of days where you wrote every single day is incredibly motivating. And then the next part of an effective writing system is to stop while you're flowing. You don't wanna to write to the point of exhaustion because it means that the next day, it's gonna be hard to start up again. I find that I like to write and stop when I know what's happening next in my story. Often I take this to the extreme and I actually tend to stop my writing in the middle of a word so that the next day I can come along, I can literally finish that first word and I've broken the ice and I'm back into the writing process. It's all about making it easy to start because when it comes to productivity as a writer, I would say that at least 50% of the difficulty is in simply getting started. Simply getting those first few words down on the page makes it dramatically easier to then get into the flow of a writing session. And with all of this as well, a solid outline helps massively with this. Having more knowledge about what you're going to write means that you can write much faster and with a lot less stress because you know the roadmap that you're following and you can enjoy the journey along the way a lot more. That actually brings us to the fourth and the last piece of the puzzle here when it comes to the main reasons why you might be struggling to finish your fantasy novel. That is reason number four, no enjoyment practice. If there's one thing you take away from this video, it's that you should be figuring out how to love the process of writing as much as possible. That's the thing in the long term that will allow you to have a 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 plus year career as an author, which is hopefully what you're shooting for. For me right now, I'm 25 and I hope that I'll still be writing when I'm like nine years old and super old and in a nursing home or whatever. I really wanna be enjoying the process and making that my number one priority because the person who enjoys writing goes a lot further than the person who enjoys having written or who enjoys having published. And if you look at all the most prolific authors out there, they have mastered this ability to find enjoyment in the process. So how have they actually done this? Because you've probably been in a situation where you began your novel by enjoying it, you began with a lot of excitement and fun, but then as you got deeper into that first draft, things became more of a slog and it became much less enjoyable. For me, it comes down to three key components. And the first one is whenever you're writing a scene to ask yourself, why will this be someone's favorite scene in this book? Often there's scenes that you kind of have to write because they're needed to progress the plot, but maybe you don't have a deep intrinsic enjoyment of writing that scene. It's just there to glue two things together. Whenever I approach a scene like that in my book, I always ask myself, no, Jed, you can't just think of this as a transition scene. You can't just think of this as something that needs to be done. This will be someone's favorite scene in the book. Why is that? And it's such a transformative question because it will motivate you to start thinking about ways to sprinkle more cool things into that scene. Maybe for example, there is a scene where your characters just need to explain how the magic works. And right now it's kind of done in a dry, boring, dialogue driven way. Two characters just standing in a room chatting. Could you do that in a more interesting way? Remember, this is gonna be someone's favorite scene in your book. Why is that the case? Okay, well, it's gonna be their favorite scene because it's not just a dry lecture between two characters. They're actually on a mission, it's high stakes and the mentor figure is trying to teach the apprentice while they go through this mission, for example. All of a sudden, you've created a scene which is this really cool indoctrination into how the magic works, but it's also set against the backdrop of maybe this scene where they have to break into someone's house using the magic. And on a similar note, you should make sure that you don't write boring scenes in the first place. Remember, you are the author of the story you're writing. There's no obligation for you to write certain scenes. 
Maybe your characters need to travel from one location to another. It doesn't mean that you need 50 pages of them walking across your countryside. You could just skip all of that and in the next scene have one sentence where you say, it had been two months of travel to get to this point and now they were so excited to see the city or whatever. Then whenever you're stuck, list out the things that you enjoy about your story. Have you always wanted to see this particular magic system put down on the page? Have you always wanted to see this type of character do this type of thing? 